Hello, hello, hello. So since we talked yesterday, the Steelers made a roster move, a signing. Armand Watts, defensive lineman. I have not seen the terms. I assume it'll be very cheap, league minimum style. So what are they getting in Watts? Um, he's not a needle mover, folks. I mean, and it doesn't. And first off, I don't think it changes their draft intentions at all. It's not like, well, D-line solved. We're not going to take Brian Brisset or, you know, Keanu Benton in the second round. Like, I think none of that matters at all. Um, but he's 26 years old. Seems to gradually getting better as a depth player. Uh, he started 21 games over the past two seasons. Um, not he's If you look at it in three, four terms, he's an, a D-end all day long. He's not a nose. I mean, he's a taller guy, longer arms. Um, better against the pass than he is the run, but isn't tremendous at either. I mean, again, he's a depth player. Um, it's a nice pickup. You can live with him. I would think what this does symbolize or signal is Warmly is probably out of the equation. I would think Warmly would be a little more expensive than he was. And I wouldn't love this if I was Isaiah Loudermilk either. You know, so if you look at their D line, and I've laid this out for you guys before. They could keep seven, you know, of 300-pounder types, but they usually keep six. Cameron Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, DeMarvin Leal, to me, are three of the six. So, that leaves three or four spots. They signed Fajoko, and they have Montrevis Adams. Maybe both those two guys take up a spot, or maybe they only keep one. Is that a... You know, uh, one bone, two dogs move there with Fajoko and Adams. We've laid that out before. Absolutely possible. But if both make the team, you know, that only really leaves one, maybe two spots. And if you draft a guy, he's going to make the team. So doesn't leave a lot for Loudermilk. You know, again, I think this is crossroads of his career, needs to step up or shut up. And they also have Jonathan Marshall, who's got a chance to make this team as well as a defensive lineman. So, not a ton to you know unveil here with this pickup, but um, does make some sense. You know he's an NFL player; he can take some snaps away from Cam and Ogan Joby, and he can hold down the fort depth. Fits the system quite well, so I get it. And again, it's not a ringing endorsement for Loudermilk. Um, quick break here, and then I got a fun thing I want to share with you guys as well. All right, I am back. Uh, I don't know if you guys all know who Warren Sharp is. He kind of made his bones as a analytics bet guy. Super smart. I think Warren does tremendous work. And this morning, he put out his strength of schedule metric, which is different than most people's. Most people will look at, you know, all the teams, you know, so the Steelers play 17 games. So most people put out, who has the hardest schedule projecting for 2023? They'll look at all the Steelers' opponents and figure out their average winning percentage from last year and go from there. Well, I think that's dumb as can be, to be honest with you, because these teams aren't the same. You know, wouldn't the Ravens be different with and without Lamar? Or, you know, the Rams were just riddled with injuries last year. Will that be the same? You know, like 
predicting future schedules off past win totals is bonkers to me. And people have been doing this forever. And I think Warren came up with this system and certainly has taken it to the new level. What he does is, in case you guys aren't aware, the folks in Las Vegas know a thing or two. You know, and you can go bet over under win totals for the year now, even with the draft still looming. And the analytics people will tell you that even after the draft, these over under win totals for teams in the league do not change dramatically. Some of it's baked in. You know, Carolina's going to draft a quarterback. Doesn't matter if they take Stroud or Levis or Richardson or Young in terms of how many games that the the casinos project them to win. No, it really doesn't in, in the end. You know Arizona is going to add a high pick. So there are win totals now for all these teams. So what Sharp does is he looks at all the team's opponents and figures out what all their projected win totals are from the Vegas lines. So if, you know, you'll play teams that – yeah, and, and they're always very accurate. You know, of course, there's some that don't hit. I mean, these are projections just like any bet. But if you figure out like the average win total of your opponents projected at Vegas, that to me gives you a much, much, much better indicator of how difficult your schedule will be going forward. So with that in mind, I was a little shocked that the Steelers even weren't higher. I mean, if you look at the Steelers' schedule upcoming, it's not – I thought it was very, very easy. Um, but the they have the 11th easiest schedule by this metric. So, not bad. I mean, I think that's really good. I mean, usually because they've been successful, because they play in a tough division, um, the Steelers are almost always amongst the – most difficult schedules in the league when this comes out. And the last year was you know, an indicator of that as well. So the teams with the five easiest schedules are the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers. Well, they all play each other in a bad division. And he has this chart here. The Saints and Falcons have by far the easiest schedule. The Panthers and Colts are three and four. They kind of stand alone. And then the Bears all the way down to the Steelers are all basically really close, bunched up for that fifth spot. So the Steelers are actually closer to five than they are, say, 15th in terms of uh, difficult schedules. So the teams with the hardest schedules, by far, the Patriots. I mean, the six teams and six games in that division look really tough. The Bills, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Dolphins. So those teams have really tough roads. So I just found that interesting. I wanted to share that with you. Um, The Steelers, I'm looking to scan in here real quick compared to the rest of the division. Steelers are 11th easiest, as mentioned. Browns are 14th easiest. Bengals are 15th easiest. And Baltimore is 22nd easiest. So difficult for them. So I just thought that's something you guys would get a kick out of. Um, and, you know, they end up being quite accurate. Again, I think that's a really good way to judge what you have in front of you in terms of strength of schedule difficulties. And of course, it's all subject to change. You know, you could play, you know, it was easier playing Burrow the first time coming off, you know, his injury and all that than it was the second time. Or, play the Bengals without Burrow, it's going to be easier, of course. Or, you know, Mahomes sits the game, you play the Chiefs. You know, everyone knows these things. But I do think that this 
is a really good indicator and I wish I came up with it myself, to be honest with you. So that's a wrap. I will talk to you tomorrow.